Welcome back to another, another week. week. Sometimes crypto, the unscripted crypto podcast. Ew. This is gonna be uh, another fun, fun episode. I think I just I feel excited because I got a hat on. I never wear a hat. <laughs> He's excited because I was gonna hat. wear it front ways, but he told me to keep it backwards. He provided no explanation as to. Well, me. now you have it just like up here. No, you were so dramatic. Just like regular. Okay. Well, look at yourself. I just put my finger in the camera. <laughs> I well, wait. What are we talking about today? What did we decide to have a conversation about? Crypto one hundred and one, I guess. Crypto one hundred and one. Do's and don't. Do's and don't. What you need? The basics. Like the basic, basic. Yeah. The bare minimum. Get 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 to know. What is crypto and how it works? And maybe lose money. <clears throat> and maybe lose money. Maybe. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Typically. Prices go down. Not financial advice. <laughs> this is not financial. Let's start right there. This is not financial not advice. Not financial advice. Um, this is simply, I maybe make money. Simply for well. education purposes. Wink, wink. Yeah, wink, wink. <laughs> wink, wink. Um, or transact money. Wink, wink. Yeah. So... As we're going to say, crypto is one of the... (coughs) Cough button. Cough button. Uh, One of the methods of investing money. And as such, people tend to either make and or lose value doing that. Uh, We are not providing advice as to what you should do. Yeah, I'm not telling you what to do. I'm telling you if you're already going to do it some things you might want to know yeah that is true that is true to prevent you prevent you mm-hmm. advise from advise you educate you educate you and explain so you can know how to not mess it up yeah or mess up the least amount as possible so what what, what, what where, where do we start how about we like, explain what is a cryptocurrency I guess right from the top from the top it was 2008 <laughs> The stock market, I mean, the stock market. The housing market just crashed. Nah, jokes, jokes, jokes. It did crash. It, no, but like, I'm it's irrelevant. It's it's irrelevant. A, I'm not saying, I know, bro, we're not saying why Bitcoin started. Mm-hmm. So let's start from what's blockchain? Blockchain? Blockchain technology? What's Bitcoin? What is Bitcoin? The first one? Bitcoin's the first cryptocurrency to exist, correct? The first one. Um, blockchain technology is the technology that crypto. Uh, is built on uh, Bitcoin was the first one to be built using this technology um, and it's pretty much just uh, an accounting system it's just keeping ha- track keeping track of expenses of transactions of transactions of where transactions. things are being moved. moved to yeah so Bitcoin was the first one uh, it operates on uh, fundamental like values such as uh, security uh, and uh, decentralization, uh, privacy, and privacy, decentralization. Essentially, Bitcoin was trying to become sound money. Yes. And provide a better monetary system pro- than what currently exists. Than what currently existed. Because as if you do, do not know, we currently have a fiat system. Mm-hmm. So we just get to make money as we go along. So And delete money. As one we of the go current misconceptions concept- that people have... Um, 
is that uh, dollars that are minted by the government are backed by gold, like the U.S. dollar, for example. They, they still have that misconception. Yeah, yeah. Now we're de- we are unbacked. Yeah, so people still believe that the U.S. dollar is backed by gold, and that is not the case. Hasn't been the case for, I think, almost forty years, seventies, nineteen seventy-three, seventy-two, seventies something. Now it's just for Google purposes. Um. So yeah, people still believe that U.S. dollar is backed by gold. Uh, that's not the case. Uh, we, we believe that, at least for the most part. Dollars are backed by the trust that people have in its ability. In the U.S., if anything. For U.S. dollars, it's the U.S. It, essentially, for fiat currencies, uh, you have trust in whatever government is issuing out that, that, that currency. currency. And it was 1971. 71. We were close. Yeah, 70s. Early 70s. But Bitcoin is not associated to any government a bunch of people on the internet well yeah. we should ex- probably explain the creator of uh, bitcoin uh, his acronym his uh what's his pseudonym 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 satoshi nakamoto okay well then took my thunder right out of my mouth <laughs> jesus um he created it with a group we assume right is that not how it works or are you created yeah. so- oh okay so Satoshi, we don't know who he is. We are no, yeah, yeah, we know, but the assumption there's, is there's there, like a, is there, like three of them. Yeah, there's like theories a, as to who Satoshi is, and it's a group of people. It could also be a government, for all we know. It could also be a government. We don't know because no one knows. No one knows. But in, they created this system around 2009. It was released. Um, the white paper was published in 2008. First BTC. Uh huh. Uh, for like the the Bitcoin white paper was yeah. published in 2008. I think it was like November. Um, October and on a what's it called on a mailing list that was sent out to like cypherpunks people who are interested in uh, just decentralized co- communication on the internet and then the first block was mined in January of 2009 okay. by Satoshi Nakamoto and those all moved to that's known as the Genesis block the first block of the blockchain correct so blockchain technology yeah now you have an idea of what what's what yeah so yeah bitcoin decentralized uh currency that's not issued by a government controlled by the people in the vi- they're running the node they're running, running the computer running the, the computers on the internet running the infrastructure needed for, for it uh-huh. um <clears throat> blockchain technology the talk going off of the genesis block thing um essentially what the technology does it uh, it is a ledger or a list of transactions that are done uh, over a history over a period of time um, in this case for Bitcoin the a new set of information is added every 10 minutes approximately every 10 minutes that's called a block and so every 10 minutes there's a new block being added and each block is attached to the prior block based off of a, an encryption uh, that's done by the entire network. Getting the name blockchain. Yeah, because all the blocks are just continuing off the, the off, off the one, pr- off the prior one. block. Yeah. Now, why is that important? What do you mean? The 
They're connecting? Yeah, the fact that they're connecting and what's the point of a ledger or can you, did I define a ledger correctly? I don't think we defined what the ledger was. But what you did say was just to keep a record of the transactions. Mm-hmm. Is also, it just keeps it in order. Mm-hmm. You know where it started where it's, and where it's continuing from. Mm-hmm. Uh, doesn't Also, doesn't it help with uh, tracking? Since everyone gets a piece of the block, you go from where you la- last left off. Mm-hmm. Right? Something like that? Yeah. So, um, transaction history. Correct. Uh, right now, uh, if I were to let's say working on like the credit system <clears throat> I were to give you twenty dollars uh, but I only have twenty dollars I promise you twenty dollars I try to get, go to somewhere else and be like oh I got twenty dollars and spend my twenty dollars with them uh, I essentially have this issue where I overspent money promised two people the same amount of money even though I only have like one limited amount double spending double spending um, there's ways that people do find like methods of tricking the system and spending more money than what they actually have available so bitcoin tries to like eliminate or like eliminates Eliminates double spending the ability to double spend exactly um using that ledger technology where every time a a transaction is done it says oh i have one bitcoin i'm going to give one bitcoin to william at that point it gets publicly broadcasted onto the blockchain everyone will see it where it says, oh, Alex sent William one Bitcoin. And then the nodes there would confirm that I have received one Bitcoin. Yeah. And from there, if I set, split it in half... Well, half the, the nodes wouldn't confirm that you received one Bitcoin. The nodes would, would check to make sure I have one Bitcoin to send. To send. Uh-huh. If I have the Bitcoin to send, then it will approve the transaction and send it to you. If I do not have the Bitcoin, it will not send any Bitcoin over. Yeah. But does it validate that I received it or that I then... Once you have it, yeah, the transaction is done. It says that, oh, it was sent over to your wallet. Okay. So once the transaction is sent over, that's it. It will The the box will just check to see to, that you have Bitcoin in your wallet. The Bitcoin in the wallet. For future transactions sure. whenever you would want to send it out. Oh. Yeah. What? Did I, did I miss something? No. Okay. Um, Not that I know. So... Something else I wanted to mention, um, I said that Bitcoin has a couple like principles that it bases off. On this network, all the information is public, uh, as in it's open for anyone to go and check and see. However, I also said that it is private, uh, like in the sense that, or pseudonymous, uh, in the sense that there's no personal identifying information on yeah. this. You don't know that that wallet belongs to Alex? Yeah. And you don't know that my wallet will belong to me and things like that. Unless you uh, dox yourself. Correct. Doxing yourself is uh, a surefire way of letting people know your wallet is associated to you. you. So when I, in the earlier example, when I was saying, oh, Alex sends one Bitcoin to William. uh, Really, the Bitcoin software uh, reads the wallet address. The wallet address. Um, which is just a s- string of numbers and letters of a numeric that that would check it. Like, okay, this wallet contains Bitcoin, and it wants to send it to that wallet. There is no no address, no age, no name, uh, no gender, nothing that you need to put in uh, into the Bitcoin like network to open up your wallet. Yeah. Uh, well. You want to explain wallets a little bit more? I was about to say, I'm like, I think 
It's a good time to explain what our wallets. To go into the wallets, yeah. So there's really two types of wallets: mm-hmm. hardware and software. There's a third type: paper. Paper. What? what paper. Do you mean paper? Paper wallets. I haven't heard of paper. What? <laughs> I. <laughs> so. What do you mean paper wallets, son? So you know how uh, Bitcoin wallets are generated, right? Like seed phrase. It's a seed phrase. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So same thing. Seed phrase. Uh-huh. Uh huh. A seed phrase is a list of 12, 24 words um, that, when put in a specific order, gives you access to a wallet that exists on the Bitcoin blockchain. On the, yeah. You need to get that. This word list is 2,000 plus words. So you need to get a specific order of 12 to 24 words to get access to that specific wallet. I could literally find that list right now, uh, grab 12 words from that list, write down on a piece of paper, um, and I, I would have access, like at least that, the, the likelihood of someone writing down that same twelve list of 12 words mm-hmm. um, would be next to like nothing. Like no one would open up. No, like the likelihood of someone writing that same yeah, list it's, it's the probability of that happening is very it's slim. Next, it's next to none. It's next to none. Yeah. Um, so essentially... The one part that I don't know how how to do it is how to get the 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 pri- the public key. But essentially, you would have um, on your wallet your private key, which is that list of twenty twelve to twenty four words, um, and then a private key. I mean, a pu- there's a private key, and then a public key that you would uh, display to people. Um, the encryption method that's used for Bitcoin is how they get the the public key. So I'm still trying to understand what's a paper wallet. I want you to know that the paper wallet is just it's just you write your 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 24 words and then you write you find out the encryption for that that word to get your 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 address. And then you just give that address out to people. But okay, but how to access it? The wallet. So yeah, to get to, all right then to get thank you to get access. Thank you. To the That's my point. Phone. He just went on his entire rant for 20 minutes here to just. At the end of the day, do what? What are we, we going to do? To get to get access to, to Tell me what you do, do need to interact with some type of software. Okay. Because you do need to interact uh-huh. with Bitcoin. <laughs> Bitcoin network. Continue. No, no. <laughs> I so see, I see the point you're trying to all get right, across. Thanks. Thank you. I just want to be clear on this. You just made me go down this rabbit hole for no reason. <laughs> Was that necessary? All right. So tell me what's a software wallet. No, man. Wallet. You just went down the paper Tell wallet. me what's a software wallet. Tell me. You just annoyed me. So... <laughs> <laughs> this guy. <laughs> what? Is, <laughs> he's just go down. <laughs> what else? Hi. What else? Software wallet. It's just the the same information you just talked about being generated by software. I just hit the microphone. My fault. Um, would typically be created within an app. Create designed to create what you just said, mm-hmm. but not on paper. Yeah, created by code. Yeah, it's. Uh, is it the same thing you just said, but created by code? Yeah, <laughs> on a de- on a device. And the reason it's software connected to the internet. Correct. The reason we say it's a software wallet is just because the fi- it's not a physical thing. Uh, it's software. It's software where you can use it on your on your desktop, or if it has uh-huh. an app option, you can use it on your. You could download it to any mobile device or just any device that any, has internet yeah. connection. Pretty much. Correct, though this guy which I think a, a hard wallet still uses software really 
Okay, so a hard wallet does use software. The only real difference is the hard wallet. The you can only access it from that one point. Yeah, so the that hard wallet is what holds the keys themselves, uh-huh, and it's pretty much like air gapped, where it doesn't connect to yeah. the internet. That's the other thing. There is no live connection versus a, a, a software wallet. Typically, has a, an internet connection at all times, which is you're more vulnerable because you can hack the device itself. Mm-hmm through an online connection yeah so uh in terms of like security we consider software wallet the best software wallets to be uh hot wallets as in it's hot it's easy to it's like access yeah um, it's it's easier for you as an individual to access but it also comes with the vulnerability of maybe someone else having some type of like scheme or method to try to hack you and try to find out what those codes are it's a whole mission it's not like it's easy but it is more vulnerable caveat you're right but like tiktok got that what do you mean tiktok got that so the reel that's been going around so this is a this is a little tangent i'm assuming this is a little tangent okay. sorry so remember that I th- i'm assuming you've seen it we all know how tiktok's terms of service just like probably other apps has the ability to access um all the information like your keystrokes and all that mm-hmm so essentially, if it does have that access and you have your wallet mm-hmm. on your phone and you've entered your code and you have TikTok, you've already gained access. If TikTok does record and save that information, they have your wallet key, your wallet phrase. So yeah. So they can just, they don't even have to backdoor it. They just put it in. Yeah. And they can access it. Mm-hmm. Which I do, now that made me think, I do advise everyone who does use TikTok or any terms or any. Delete it. <laughs> no, you're too late. They already have it. No, delete. Yeah. Once you delete the app from your phone, they delete the information no, from no, their service. You can't collect any more information. But if you already logged in, you create a new one. Yes, yes, yes. And, and then you move it. Yeah, and you're, you're good. However, now my thing is, I don't know on uh, like on the application like layer. Like I don't know if the app that's hosting your wallet will allow other apps to see information of what's being done I don't know how that would work like, application yeah, layer like I don't I don't know how that like workflow is because the other thing was that for the TikTok it's a reel mm-hmm. that goes off at, what do you mean what do you like mean? people like, no it's a reel I explain like that Rogan read the terms of service and then he read it on a, on his podcast later on mm-hmm. and he goes oh everything it has access to so he was saying that it can also, if you have TikTok on your phone, mm-hmm. if you're connected to Wi-Fi, it has access to the Wi-Fi. Yeah, and then it has access, access to, to the devices that are connected to the Wi-Fi. That's wild. And then well, that's why I meant like. Yeah, but it won't have access. It won't. Ha- it will at least have information on the other devices. We don't know to what level because we can't see that data. Yeah, I don't know. The TikTok thing is... Well, not delete the TikTok. Not the point that, that I was that getting is, on. The, the that is my was, advice to you. <clears throat> delete TikTok. The point I was getting at, too, that even with that, he was saying that it's difficult. It is, but it isn't. Yeah. If that just information already exists. Yeah. Um, it's also, how likely are you to, like... Okay, so call, uh, that hot wallets store says, like, you could use cryptocurrencies for transactions on your hot wallet for day-to-day however for saving purposes uh it is recommended to store your crypto assets on a hard wallet the william said which we also refer to as a cold storage cold storage 
Um, reason why that's cold storage is because that's that's a wallet address that you don't need to plug it in so that you could send money to it. Um, all you need to do is just uh, you would only use it really whenever you want to send money out because um, it's it's like the, the storage of your seed phrase there's no need to write in your seed phrase anywhere or password anywhere as a matter of fact the passwords that you do write would just be on the device to log in to log in yeah so they it, it can confirm it. who you are it'll store your seed phrase so you don't have to remember the seed phrase um and you could also uh, add like whitelist uh, access trusted addresses yeah. that it's only allowed to send in and out mm-hmm. to, from. Yeah, the, the it's only allowed to like you can make it say, "Oh, you're only allowed to send funds from to this one specific wallet address." Yeah, which would be your cold wallet, and there your, your, mm-hmm. your not cold hot hot wallet. Yeah. And aren't hot wallet wallets also more limited onto the amount of current amount of um different uh it depends that depends on on the hard wallet that you have the one that i got originally was a ledger uh that only holds uh, like i think it was like three different currencies yeah um ledger released other ones that have bigger storage because essentially you do need to run like an app on the device it's just the bitcoin app or the the specific blockchain that you're using mm-hmm. um, so that the device knows what it's communicating with um, but the new devices hold 150 plus. Okay. Way more, yeah. So less limitations than from where it started. Yeah, way less limitations. Gotcha. Yeah. I was just uh, cheap. You were cheap? Yeah, I was cheap. I didn't want to spend. I was like, it's like I don't need all these coins. I was like, I'm only going to be holding three coins anyways. Like, not necessarily. That's why I had it. And then, yeah. It's always good to be on the lookout for like new devices and new, just do some research on them. Okay, cool, cool. Yeah. So now, William, what's up? How does one get cryptocurrencies? I'll ask you the same question. Were you? Yeah. Damn. It's like we're reading each other's minds. Sentences. Yes. Sandwiches. Like frozen. Like frozen. Like frozen sandwiches. That sounds nasty. It wouldn't be delicious. No. Would bread freeze? Bread does freeze. You've tested that out. Yeah, people put bread in freezers all the time. No, I've never done that. No, no, not the point. Uh, so there's two ways, three ways, four ways, a few ways of getting. There's a few ways. There's a few ways you can get. There's a few ways you can get. I say there's primarily three ways. Yes, way number one, you buy it. Okay. No. <laughs> yeah, that is. That, that would is, be that, way number one. That is one way. You buy it. Okay. Where would you buy it though? That's good. You would ask yourself. Where, where where would you buy it? It depends what type of dork you are. <laughs> it depends on what type. So, of- if you're really deep into crypto, you would never want to use a centralized exchange. Correct. Why would you never want to use a centralized exchange? Because they own it. Because they own it. Yeah. What do you mean? So, the, what is an exchange? Let's go there. <laughs> Exchange a crypto exchange specifically. We're not going to diversify mm-hmm. this conversation. Okay. I divert this conversation. I used a word that wasn't meant to be used. Okay. I did the thing I do. Okay. Don't worry about it. Okay. I'm just I'm listening attentively. I'm excited. Oh, I see you're very attentively listening. You got me nervous. <laughs> so an exchange is just any a place where you are able to buy or sell either your crypto assets. Mm-hmm. 
a centralized exchange. We might want to pause this for a second. Yeah, what were we talking about? Exchanges. Exchanges. And we're getting to centralized and well, we didn't get to decent. We're talking about centralized exchanges, and we're saying how exchanges, a centralized exchange, oh, they own that company owns your or holds your crypto assets. your crypto assets and essentially all they're doing is giving you the ability to be able to buy them and sell them mm-hmm. on their centralized platform yeah they pretty much provide a marketplace for anyone who's looking to purchase or sell uh, cryptocurrencies correct now you bring up a different reason why i wouldn't want to be using exchanges uh, centralized exchanges than what i was thinking yeah, you don't like KYCs. Yeah, that's what I don't like. You yeah. Don't, you want non-custodial coins also. Yeah. Which are both, I think, are very Both important. are valid. Yeah, the, all, the, the other thing is an exchange, as, he, as Alex just said, they have KYCs, which is um, their terms of anti... All their policies and information that, they need, that they're required by, by the law of any government that they are um, working in, right? Working within. Working within. With. Yeah. With. Either or. Whatever. They're law-abiding yeah. businesses that want to... So, for example, exchanges have to require your name, your date of birth, social, an XA, an abundance of information that most crypto enthusiasts, advocates... Advocates. Advocates. We're learning words. Wouldn't... Um, they're typically not comfortable giving up because they hunt. Enthusiast works too. Enthusiast work as well. Great. Thank you for the interruption for I'm that. Sorry. sorry. Fucking add nothing to the conversation. <laughs> hey, um, Continuing. Yeah. You lost my train of thought. <laughs> hey, all my life, bro. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we don't like giving up information if we don't have to. Correct. At least I don't. We, he hates it. Yeah. I like my information, especially the fact that people are It keeps you anonymous. keeps me anonymous. It, I feel more safe in knowing that my information is private, secure. Um, but then that's the Williams point, where <clears throat> any coins that you have on an exchange, on a centralized exchange, those are being custodied by that entity, and therefore, there's a lot of security that's being misplaced there. Um, as you're, you're trusting them with your you assets. You are trusting them with your assets, absolutely. Which I will give a caveat: the same way you trust, most people are trusting where they're banking with, where they're investing in with those assets as well. Yeah. Because you're not the ones running them either. It's the same exact thing. It's the same fear. Mm-hmm. Now, the only difference is since it's a much newer market, you have the um, that fear of it can go away much well, quicker. Well, yeah. The fact that it's a, it is a new market, there's a, a lot of volatility and then there's also a lot of new things coming into play. Exactly. Um, actually, I want to address something. I learned yesterday that the Coinbase Pro subscription, I think it's $30 a month, comes yeah. with a, a insurance policy. That can make sense. Uh, that I think it's like a group insurance, uh, whereas like people are pulling together for the $30 a month for the service of Coinbase Pro, which is like faster transaction fees, lower, lower faster transactions, lower fees. And a few with, other things. Yeah, pro- but one of the things is a insurance policy where they insure whatever assets you have up to a certain amount. Okay. Kind of like... Uh, FDIC insurance. FDIC insurance. Insures um, money as well. But like William said, once you hand over money to someone for them to manage, you're kind of you're trusting them that they're going to be... Now you're going to ask, why would you want to use such a service? Uh-huh. Ease of use. 
mm-hmm. for the most part, from what we've seen, a centralized platform is ten times easier to use than a decentralized one. It's easier to use. It's more intuitive. It's intuitive. Yeah, um, it's easier to access also. As well. Yeah, because you gotta like like these companies are actively um, marketing. So you, you just find it's them. in your face. Yeah, it's in your you face. know exactly who they are, where to go, yeah. what you need. More so for decentralized exchanges, which are not custodial. Uh, they're self-custodial, where you take care of your own assets. You're, you're, yeah. And there's no need to put in any personal identifying information. It connects straight to your wallet. It's just connected to your wallet. You just want to make sure, are you a user of this blockchain network? Yes, you are. You're free to interact. Um, as those are harder to find. Also, as the name says, it's not owned by one entity. It's owned by, it's ran with, um, well, it's ran by code. Yeah, by code. The blockchain. The blockchain. Yeah, because um, it wouldn't uh, be ran on Bitcoin blockchain because Bitcoin is not a programmable blockchain. Uh, it would use a programmable blockchain. Blockchain. Yeah, so essentially Bitcoin is strictly for transaction history. Um, then there's other blockchains that came after Bitcoin, such as Ethereum, Solana, uh, Etc. Near, yeah, I would say near Polygon. Yeah, um, that uh, are programmable blockchains Cardano. where you could write uh, decentralized applications on that blockchain, which is where you'll find your decentralized exchanges. Um, we talked about something. Other caveat: decentralized exchanges, for the most part, if you are transacting with them, you can't really use cash. True. You already have to have some sort of crypto mm-hmm. or some way of getting crypto mm-hmm. with by exchanging your cash, but you're by exchanging not your cash, but your fiat first. Yeah. However, you choose to do that, that's up to you. So let's go into second way of getting crypto. Because if the first way is simply just buying or selling through a centralized exchange, correct, where you would exchange fiat currency for cryptocurrency. Um, there's other ways to get in crypto. Yeah. Um, besides the central decentralized exchanges. So I mean, free pick and getting paid in crypto. Boom. That's one way. That is one way. Um, the, I wonder how lucrative that'd be. Um, what do you mean? I think you'll make bank. You, you specifically will make some money. I've been told I got cute feet, actually. <laughs> Alright. So... Getting back on track. <clears throat> you could either sell goods or services, products, or just work uh, for crypto. Just, you got to find someone willing to pay in, in crypto. In any form of crypto. If someone's, I, I'm, I'd i be happy to pay in crypto. I like crypto. Okay. So what's your other way? Uh, I'm assuming that wasn't your second way. That is that is the second way. But that was the one you were going to say? That w- that's the easiest way for people to go. Yeah, that's that was going to be my second way. Okay. Yeah, all you have to do is open up a crypto wallet, and then uh, just give that over. give that address to someone who's willing to pay you for whatever. Now the third way is a little bit more technical. It does require a little bit more know how on how computers work, and for the most part, you can find someone if you don't know how this how this works. You can find someone who could do it for you, but you would essentially uh, start mining or validating uh, Mm -hmm. transactions on the blockchain of your choice and as a reward the blockchain will be like oh you're a good validator or a good miner Um, we're going to give you back some cryptocurrency 
in exchange for providing services to the blockchain network. Which, depending on what chain user or what you're going to be doing, it it will take a minute to gather any real substance to purchase. Mm-hmm. What do you mean? Like it'll take a like it'll take a while to get like notice those rewards depending on what on what you're doing. Yeah, yeah. In terms of staking and things like that. So actually, I mentioned two terms that we haven't talked about yet on this episode: uh, mining and staking. That's and fine. There's an episode that talks about that recently. I think. <laughs> He's like, I don't want to cover that one right now. Is there not? We talk. There is an episode where we talk about mining and staking. Recently, uh, is there a video on this? Oh, probably not. Probably no video. On I already that. said fuck, fuck. <laughs> yeah. Well, <laughs> fuck. <laughs> We're 35 minutes in. That's fine. So essentially, mining. I mean, we gotta cover it, right? Huh? We gotta talk about it a little bit. Yeah, we gotta talk about mining. He doesn't like talking about mining. <laughs> I mean, I don't. I just feel like a broken record sometimes. Hey, that's okay. You gotta, you gotta make. You gotta sure break you, records. You gotta break records. Okay. Um. So mining is the form of minting, creating mm-hmm. the next. Well, in this situation, next big next Bitcoin that'd be coming out for what you're looking at. You can make me nervous when you look at me like that. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. You got me going ums and zums. I okay. I won't like no, no, I don't, <laughs> I, don't, like I, don't, I don't want to talk about mining anymore. You got that. <laughs> oh man, this guy. Oh, I gotta talk about mining. I feel very uncomfortable. Okay, <laughs> I see. Okay, well, we talked about how cryptocurrencies are decentralized uh, in nature, um, <clears throat> and the way that they manage that and the way that they make that work is to to consensus mechanisms is what we call them um, which is how the network agrees on the transactions being done the way those transactions are done uh, are validated by either a proof of work mechanism or a proof of stake mechanism at least those are the two more common uh, consensuses Census mechanisms. I feel like I said mechanisms a bunch already. <laughs> Nonetheless, we move forward. Um, proof of work requires that validate the miners on the blockchain. Um, a miner is someone who's pretty much consuming electricity, trying to guess a number that the blockchain is requiring. You gotta burn a certain amount of electricity to then be like, oh, you've earned the right to mint the next block and write the information of who's getting what transactions done so earlier in the example when i said i am sending one bitcoin to william uh there's gonna be a miner that's gonna write that down and spread that across the network that miner gets a reward it's like oh you spread this you, you you've accurately said that alex is sending william one bitcoin we're going to reward you as a right now 6.25 bitcoin for doing that it's not just because it's one Bitcoin, but there's a handful of Bitcoin being transacted per block. Um, proof of stake is a mechanism that doesn't work on you burning electricity. It's more so based off of like, oh, you have something to lose. So for this random example, I'm going to put up five Ethereums. Let's yeah. say 32. 
32. Yeah. <laughs> 32 Ethereum. Um, the minimum. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to put up 32 Ethereum to become a validator. Uh, every block that goes on, I get a percent chance of being the one who mines that block based off of all the people who are validating and how much they have staked. But essentially, whenever it becomes my turn to become to validate the next block, if I do so incorrectly or with uh, falsifications to it, the network will realize that, oh, this these transactions cannot be done because these wallets don't have those funds. And therefore, I would be penalized by, instead of being rewarded, I'd be cut, uh, I'd get the block, the network will take away whatever I have staked. Yeah, they'll uh, slash your what your initial um, staking was. Mm-hmm. So if you had thirty two, now you have twenty six, for an example. Example or half, whatever. Yeah. It depends on the blockchain on how they want to. On what and if it's the first time, what offense, etc. Mm-hmm. That's completely up to the code at that point to determine. Yeah, um, and then the reward for validating a block on a proof of stake ne- network is never as high as uh, proof of work as whatever you have staked. Oh, yeah. Oh, as whatever your minimum is or whatever you have staked. It's nowhere near because of the fact that if it were to be higher than what you have staked, then, oh, I could stake 32 Ethereum. But I get 33. I get 33. That seems like a win-win. Yeah. That also um, creates a absurd amount of um, printing to a degree. Uh, yeah, because it would just be like, oh, anyone could validate. Anyone could. And you can validate, and then you just get paid out an absurd amount for for validating. Yes, yeah, so there is like some type of like game theory that gets into play, like mechanics of so, yeah, cryptocurrency. So we covered what are cryptocurrencies, some crypto wallets, crypto exchanges, and uh, mining and staking. Mining and staking. Which we will say that's not; those are not the only um, proof of con- of um, the consensus mechanism. There's others of all sorts. So, yeah, that's a whole other thing. That is a whole other thing. Um, we talk about those. What we talk about them? Have we talked about them in prior episodes? Yeah, yeah. I think the last one we talked about was proof of space. Proof of space, yeah, or Chia Network. Did we talk about Chia? It was Chia Network uh, on the environmental episode. Correct, though. Yeah. So we do talk about (laughs) them in other episodes. There's many other consensus mechanisms out there Mm -hmm. that are in use. Yeah. They're all uh, important uh, for the functionality of blockchain technology because if the consensus mechanism of a blockchain does not sound like it makes sense, like if there's no logic behind it, then there's no consensus. The consensus isn't gonna work. For the most part, people who make these blockchains are pretty smart. So for the most part, yeah, I don't know all of them. I barely know any of them. I can't vouch for them, but from what I've seen, there's some pretty good mechanisms out there. Interesting stuff. You could read up read up on them. I can't cover all that. You point at me. Do you want to talk about scams or regulations? The one I thought about was um, more scams. More so just because we don't really got too much regulations out here. 
We don't know what's what yet. Regulations are far and scarce between. As, especially in the U.S. Mm-hmm. So as per regulations, we we don't know. There really there is no real classification on who's what and what's what. Um, Bitcoin for, is a commodity. A that's commodity. that's only thing that's for sure. Um, Bitcoin is looked at as a commodity, not a security. Mm-hmm. And as per security, there's only really three or two. XRP is under lawsuit for, and they're losing apparently. Really, that's new. I mean, they're winning. XRP is winning. The government's losing. Yeah. Like they're not. They're not putting up a good enough battle. Yeah, that's why I've, I've at least for the years that they've been going on. Yeah, that's what I meant. Um, apart from that, they have not said 100 percent what cryptos are securities and what aren't. They haven't or, said Code is law. Nope. Oh man, I have not said Code is law. As of right now, they no one knows who regulates what. Okay, it's all. Uh, also, Ethereum is considered it's, a commodity. It's a circus. It's a clown house. Yes. yes. Wait, Ethereum is also considered a commodity? Yeah, it's considered sufficiently decentralized. Ah, okay. So it would be, it's considered to be mm. a commodities as well. I see. And definitely not securities. Definitely not securities. No. Decentralized, okay. Decentralized in the sense that it is being minted and issued out in a decentralized manner. Decentralized in the sense of not one person can influence and control it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, because And also the issuance, since it was issuance, proof of work yeah. at that point in time. I think a good thing about... Uh, oh, because it was proof of work when they... When right, they, so Ethereum chain was already proof of work, now it's proof of stake. That's also part of it. Let's see. Which so, was part of the thing now that was going on is that was... Part of the thing that was going on with ETH was they were worried that the uh, Securities Exchange Commission, the SEC, were going to go was going to go after Ethereum because of that switch, mm-hmm. which they haven't done so yet. Yet, very <coughs> anything can happen anything with them. Can happen. Yep. Okay. So what was that? F- the the f- the, what? the scam that you were thinking about. Cause oh. You said you didn't want. <laughs> it was funny because you said you didn't want to talk about regulation because there's no none. You had one scam in particular that you want. I, I have one scam. I, I was oh. thinking scams. Oh, you're thinking scams, and then we we ended up going about regulations anyways because there are none. Very few. Not none. Few. Close very to few. None. It's very few. Very few. I didn't have a specific scam in mind. Just that there are a lot of scams. Mm-hmm. Be careful out there. What's like the most popular scam? The most popular I feel like scam. You, you would know that. Or like one of the most. I know rug pulls are. <clears throat> yeah. So pump and dumps. Pump and dumps. Rug pulls. Rug pulls. Yeah. So there was a big thing going on when. Uh, ICO 2017. ICO 2017. Um, NFTs. Like the big buzz. Or, or what was it? 2021. Uh, where <clears throat> these new projects were coming out left and right. People had very convincing websites and promoters and yeah. uh, white they, papers. They put in the same amount, amount of work it would take to become a legit product but just didn't follow through. Yeah. Essentially. To make it seem official. Yeah. And then at the end of the day once everyone was sold on the idea started putting money in and buying up the product. Because they did have to have some level of product done to be able yeah, to buy it. So ICOs essentially there was like basic code for also, ICOs are our initial um, coin offerings. Offerings similar correct. to IPOs, IPOs, initial product offer. Yep, public offers, okay. initial public offers on the stock market. Correct. Um, 
so ICOs were very big on people buying buying a random coin or oh it's going to the moon which you could never buy in dollars you would always have to use some other you would typically be using ETH to buy it yeah yeah so ICOs or some yeah. other yeah you wouldn't be able to freshman those with Mm-mm. fiat you know already have some type of currency cryptocurrency in your wallet address and change it out later correct um rug pulls with nfts Mainly. Pretty, same idea pretty much the same thing but um, the only difference was you were minting an nft assuming it was gonna have some value <laughs> and if you paid for example one eth for it mm-hmm. the project would just die out within mm-hmm. some time because people are tr- also nfts are a little different because apart from the it was just rug pulls people were also just trying to trade it to make money mm-hmm. so that also didn't help with it because it just de- de- destroyed the value of it immediately fa- much quicker or no yes maybe I'm sorry you tuned out you're good I tuned out <laughs> you're good I just said yes I was like yeah. we're working on it it's getting hot again it says it does say it's getting hot again um do you think you, you think we got stress test it stress test should we let the audience know we're stress testing it? Okay, so yeah, we're gonna we're gonna my camera just started saying I'm getting hot, even though it's colder, it shouldn't be hot. It's colder in here than usual. Um specifically so that it could stop complaining about the heat. So we're gonna see what happens. We, but yeah, we're gonna see what's going we on. We might have an intermission again, we'll see. Um so uh we talked about non fungible tokens. I wanna kinda divert away from the scams for a little second. Okay. Um what are non-fungible tokens and why do people keep on talking about them? Uh, non-fungible token is essentially a proof of ownership of some sort. It could be for an event or of anything. It's essentially just showing that you own this specific thing, which to originally started with PFPs. Profile pictures. Profile pictures. Mm-hmm. And now has become to where people are adding values to them, such as this NFT, this non-fungible token, this cup, for example. If you own an NFT of this cup, it gives you access to Red Solo Cup events. Okay. Drone. Um, but aren't there more of those cups? Like, when you say own that cup, what do you mean? I see where you're going with this. Yeah. Just so we could have further explanations. Further explanations. The way you ask questions, though. So it could be made in a batch set. Mm-hmm. Meaning there would be more. There would be 10,000, for the example that everyone uses, because that's the main way it's done. 10,000 of these cups would be made, either in various colors, changes, or whatever. Or if not, they could all be the, be the same, mm-hmm. with the same perk. And then that would represent access to a, to a thing to the perks that to the perks yeah, that's offered that's associated with that which each cup if it's done differently can have different perks and different access mm-hmm. to whatever they're offering well actually the cup could look the same uh, all it needs is a different like coloring number, number background no number oh, yeah, yeah. on on the code that mints that oh yeah, yeah that thing so um just to like add to what you're saying uh 
is the fungibility aspect of it mm-hmm. where since it's non-fungible that means it is a, like a one of one one yeah so like it is not replaceable with another thing that looks like it because um, that one is the only one of that that exists it's like saying like you're people at least the, the use case that I see that we've talked about before um, I think in our first episode actually um, one of the use cases would be a oh. property ownership I see where you're going with it. Um, where what, there's only one property, like property is one of one. So if you have a deed that represents that land, that could be a representation of a non-fungible token. That parcel of land is one of one. That could be represented as a non-fungible token. Which could also be done with complexes and then subdivided even further. Yeah, yeah. So then I guess. So uh, it would be a collection, like uh, building a has 60 units um so it'll be the each unit would have its own subsection of that of that collection yeah which has a much deeper use case mm-hmm. still i don't think there's any projects out there that do that yeah the closest one i saw was a hotel do that. oh really i heard about oh, a hotel you gotta tell me more about that later. i don't remember enough yeah. i think they're still working on it when they were trying to build that out i see um. Yeah, the reason why I want to talk about non-fungible tokens is because I feel like that's pretty prominent. Yeah, like people are just talking about those, so it's important to talk about it. Um, <clears throat> scams. Back to scams. Back to scams. There's a lot of impersonators out there. Do not trust everyone that you talk to on the internet, no matter how friendly and helpful they might seem. Uh. Yeah. You do not want to trust anyone in this space or in general. Trust is not necessarily a good thing. It becomes a vulnerability. This is a trustless system. Uh, Validate. Refer to other sources. Check on different. So, like, if you're talking to someone on Discord, reach out to them. Hey, what should, like, reach out to them on Twitter. Reach out to them on Facebook. Reach out to them on your slack I don't know I see where he's going with this yes but before that in terms of uh, security because mm-hmm. we didn't talk security mm-hmm. your information is very private you will never ever need to give out your seed phrase oh did we not say that no <sighs> this is my that hurts yeah we never brought it up you saying that made me remember that right now you never want to share. Your, like, you'd never have to share your seed that phrase. That information's not necessary. Anyway. About yeah, that's not. If someone sees your seed phrase, that's a, your wallet's compromised. Get a new one. That's it. It's done. Create a new seed phrase. Someone else has access to it. It's no bueno. I'm getting scared that things going to turn off. <laughs> yeah, probably. I mean, the battery on that one's dying too. Like mid sentence. Oh, is it? Yes. Oh, that's normal. The battery on this one should be dying too. Yeah, then. but it doesn't show me the battery. I don't know why. That's wild. You just you just unfocused it. I did? Actually, I don't know. I, I can't see it. The camera's too far. Fuck. <laughs> this is a mess. This is funny. Yeah, we got it. We got it. What? I, just, I don't know. I thought I heard something. Uh, we want to... I want to figure this out. We need to test it. No camera situation. I mean, for the most part... I think we covered everything. Not everything. I don't know. I would say everything's a little, a little, ex- 
extensive. We'll run this back one day. Again. Yeah, this is the second time we're running it back. This is the second time we're running it back. Well, we're running it back a third time in a new studio. If yeah, we, we decided to do it because of the fact that we got video now. Yeah. Can I go off on a tangent? Yeah, go for it. So Tucker Carlson is on Twitter now. He did a whole two-minute video. He did a whole two-minute video? Three minutes. I don't know. Like, okay. saying why, like, sh- literally talking down on all social media, pl- not, not social media, on all news publication networks. Oh, I'm sure. How you're, they're all completely manipulating information. Mm-hmm. But it's the way he says it. It's the way he says it. Because he basically goes, he's like, it's not because they're lying to you, because they're telling you the truth, but mm-hmm. the truth is, is a lie. The truth is a lie. And he goes, because they're not giving me the full truth. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, this is where he's going with it. Lying through omission. Correcto. Mm-hmm. And from there, he went on to how he's partnering up, not partnering up, they're going to give him his own show that he was doing for like the last six years on wherever. They're going to start doing it on Twitter and add more to that. Wow, and that Good means for they, him. that means they denied PBD's PBD's offer. Yeah. So now I want to ask you, what do you think they offered him? What do you mean they? Twitter? Elon? Uh, clients, ad revenue. Elon probably said, "Look, like we have this many followers on on Twitter, like Twitter users. Uh, we could generate this much money from ad revenue based off of how much." streaming you get so more than 100 mil <laughs> over five years yeah probably more in equity in the company is also growing i don't know about that i don't know about that more than on the board that that, that part i don't know more than already giving maybe he doesn't him. want that responsibility they offered him creative freedom as yeah. well that but all that was negotiable i'm 100 percent positive that he had to talk to pat oh the, the, the conversation you don't think so that they must have had at least a I mean, little yeah it seems like a worthwhile Sit down? Yeah. All right. Last one, then. Uh, U.S. gave another $1.2 billion to Ukraine uh, military aid. Shut up. No, I saw it today <laughs> on Yahoo, I think. Or the other day. $1.2 billion? $1.2 billion. yeah. That's a lot of zeros. A couple. Oh, wow. So the U.S. is fighting a proxy war, like undoubtedly. Yeah, we've been though. Yeah, these these people are just. Nothing is a bad thing. I'm just saying we're all, we're just there. I'm not saying. Yeah, I don't agree with it. I didn't say you did. <laughs> I didn't say I agreed with it. I just I said I don't speak for William. William does not speak for me. <laughs> Depends on what I will speak for him. <laughs> what? Depends. Um, what's it called? What are we talking about? I actually have no idea. All right, last thing I remember was Twitter, Tucker Carlson getting mm-hmm. his own show on Twitter. That's about it. That's about it? Yep. Oof. I have no idea. You know what we can't talk about? What can we talk We have about? a special podcast next week. Is it next week? No, not next week. No? Not next the week. The one after? The one after. All righty. Well, the one after that, we have a special podcast for the week after that. Yep. Two weeks from now. This will be a special up- upload. Yeah. Get excited. And if it doesn't happen... Do you want to share why it's, why no. it's special? No. No? For what? Damn. I guess you guys are going to have to wait. You have to wait for that. Yeah. Hey, it's going to be a cool one, though. I highly recommend you tune in. You know what I recommend? What? They like and subscribe. They subscribe and like. And and follow. And turn on notifications. And turn on notifications. Very important. Click that button. Click that bell in the bottom or on the side. Wherever you want to click it. 
I never thought I'd be saying that because I remember people tell me to do that. I'd be like, never. <laughs> I'd be like, nope. I'd be like, hell no. Wait, so you tell me to do stuff. Now I'm one of those guys. No, but we're friendly. <laughs> Look at that face. <laughs> Look at that face. Look at that. Look at that. We're friendly. <laughs> That's funny. Follow on the socials, sometimes yeah. crypto. Come check out our monthly event at the bend on mondays second monday of the month boom shakalaka a happy hour we're getting turnouts people are gonna, i thought you were about to say turn up no i thought i heard we're getting turned up and i was about to go okay then it, it, no it's turnouts we, oh. we we could get turned up though if necessary yeah. when is it not necessary listen here princess what yeah, it's not, the other day you you couldn't turn up no more. You were turned down. I was taking a nap on the beach, William. I was highly inebriated. You didn't even know how to say that word. I never know how to say that word. Okay. <laughs> I never know how to say that word. Well then, I I had four drinks that had way too much alcohol, and I just fell asleep. Just knocked out. Just so you took a little nap. Fell asleep. What's our time on this? <clears throat> Fifty nine minutes. Five nine. And there's gonna be some shredding to do here. A little bit of shredding. Some, some Tony Hawking. Whoa. Shreds. That was a good one. Yeah. You know the dude still shreds? Yeah. Does he get paid for it? I don't know. Pretty sure he does. Well he makes some crazy money off his video games, apparently. Oh yeah? Like I don't remember the numbers now. <clears throat> but like absurd. Like, like he's millions. He, like he he could retire? He retired off of it. Oh really? I don't think Tony Hawk. Has to work. I don't think no, but I don't think he had to work for a minute. Cause like of a back end, like the back end just made so much money. Mm. Yeah. That's cool. Pretty cool. It'd be cool to see him. He's like a cool guy. He's tall, right? Six something, yeah. That is tall. Taller than you? Taller than me? That's that's taller than me. Yeah. <clears throat> All righty. Enough about that. Yeah. <laughs> To another episode of Thank you for Crypto. tuning in. <laughs> the Unscripted Crypto Podcast. Hey, yo. See you next week. Boom, chocolate.